a proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step programs of suck up and get good will help even the worst of gamers just be bad. We review the latest video game titles, cover the latest news, and discuss issues that affect gamers. Here are your hosts of Bad Gamers Anonymous, Bad Gamer Jason, Bad Gamer Joe, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Yes, welcome to episode 75 of Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Uh, this week, I am joined by Joe. Joe, welcome back to the show. I am so glad to be here. Back with my number one big bear. I don't, not, it says Mr. Crowley in the intro, not Big Bear, but oh, I'm sorry, for... I, I'm, I just have like a uh, autocorrect in my head to Big Bear. Uh, you should probably get that looked at. Uh, before we move on, just real quick, Jason's not here this week. He will be back in a couple of weeks. He had uh, a, a passing in the family, and so our thoughts and prayers are with him uh, and with uh, the family, and we hope to see him back as soon as he is able to. Uh, so from that depressing uh, little tidbit, uh, let's just jump into what have you been playing, Joe? Uh, I played a lot of Apex Legends this week and this mobile game that's a little bit older and it's called Space Justice. It's kind of cheesy, uh, but it's like a um, bullet hell kind of scrolly shooter and it's pretty fun. Why are you playing a crappy game? Uh, it was like it showed up. Showed up on like the. I'm uh, talking about Apex Legends. We'll be talking about that today. That's right. This is episode <laughs> 75. Apex Legends full review. Uh, I, thanks for asking. I've been playing Civilization VI. My Switch hasn't seen this much time uh being used since Octopath Traveler. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you you haven't you haven't played anything new since like what? It's been like a month. Yeah. Well, this game is amazing. I'm sorry. Civilization VI. Is a little bit of awesome. At least you're not stuck on Shell every night now. No, nobody has played Shell. Like, everybody's busy. Like, with the weather going on here in the Midwest, uh, Shiner is is just always busy. So he he hasn't been on. He's a first responder. Uh, I'd Star-Lord, I, I don't even know. Like, I haven't heard from him. Like, he just makes fun of me on Discord about my cigar problem. Well, you're an easy target. Also, and I didn't mean that I I was mourning the loss of Shell. I think that's a good thing for you guys to move on. It's time. No, it's not no, time. No, it's a good thing. It's time. Bad Gamers Anonymous League uh, or team needs to get back together and uh, keep sucking. Yeah, if you want to be a part of that, let me know. Uh, you know, and Jonesy's been busy too. Like everyone's just been busy. Uh, maybe it's dead. Maybe Shell is dead. I don't know. D E D. We'll have to wait and see if uh, everyone agrees. It's just time to find something different. I don't know. But we do have a ton of game news before we get into this deep dive of Apex Legends. I just, it's an EA game and I can't believe I was talked into whatever. Anyway, let's just jump in from one dumpster fire to another. Fallout 76 is going to be an actual game in a hundred days. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. I don't even... Like so, what they're what they're just waiting for this DLC in the summer, right? Uh, so they have a, like a, a a fancy graphic roadmap for the next hundred. Wait, wait, days. wait, 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 wait! You know who else had a fancy graphic roadmap? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of them. Battle Battlefront Two. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and 
that game still sucks, and I'm pretty sure in 100 <laughs> days, so will Fallout 76. Right? I don't think a fancy roadmap is going to help your dumpster fire of a game. But I think they really are trying to sell it, but if they spent half as much time trying to fix it as they are trying to sell it, it might turn into a game eventually. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't... I don't even, I don't even know. It's like they're, 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 everyone's excited for this, this DLC that's coming in the summer. I don't think that's going to help you. Is it? No, certainly not. I mean, and they're, they're trying, they've got, so they've got this pages long, uh, DLC roadmap that says this is going to be, there's a spring wild Appalachia, uh, DLC that's supposed to make it sort of a game a little bit and then there's a summer one called nuclear winter that's supposed to make it even more almost a game and then there's one in fall that has no details <laughs> at all but they assure you by the end of this it'll be a game like one of the one of the big features for this dlc stuff is they're gonna start putting in quest lines like okay you're gonna start putting content into the game that you failed to do at launch finally i, I don't yeah if it's actually in there I, or what it looks like Assuming you don't fall through the earth or get shredded into a million pieces or spaghettiified when you take the quest, like I, we'll see. This just this game keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and and I didn't think it was possible, but now they're like, no, we're gonna fix it, man. Like, just give us a hundred days. Like, look, we've got this fancy looking roadmap. You know, Battlefront Two did it, and we're gonna do it too. You know what Terrible. else I didn't think was possible? What? Xbox to ruin Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Xbox ruins everything. I thought that Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to have the power to overtake it. But instead, on Xbox, users online are finding that they're loading in and playing in an absolute ghost world with no NPCs or quests or animals or anything at all. Just you and your party and nothing else. Right, so this isn't the online uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. This isn't like the you log into the game. Yeah, not the story. The solo the play. Yeah, yeah, the online part. Look, which look by all like. Let's just be fair. It's not like Xbox really ruined this because online was already terrible. It wasn't but good. It was fun to play with your friends and shoot them, and then join the party, and then I, leave the party and shoot them. I think the online the is better and, than. Uh, I think the online and Red Dead. Two was better than anything in Fallout seventy six. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't root terrible. canals are more fun <laughs> than Fallout seventy six. You're you're not wrong. Yeah, no, I I don't know, man. I think that I, I think that until uh, Rockstar really overhauls that online, it's useless, and I don't care what NPCs and what animals didn't show up. Yeah, I. They've done some small changes to the online, and it has gotten a hair better. Uh, I do think this is going to end up taking much the same trajectory as GTA Online did, where it was really super mediocre for probably six months or so, maybe even a year. And then it started getting a lot of attention and filling out. And now it's now it's making Rockstar so much money, they don't really need to do anything else. Well, maybe that's why this sucks so bad is because they knew they didn't have to really put a lot into it at first. I mean, this is exactly this is verbatim exactly the same as GTA Online was when it launched. Empty, say the exact same complaints. 
I feel like they launched it in the exact same state that GTA Online launched in, and hopefully it gets the same attention that GTA Online did eventually, kind of on the same timeline. We'll see. I mean, they might not do anything with it, but I think there's an still, still to this day, I still hear, hear people saying they wish they would get some content updates for it. So people want to play. Um, I think they probably will support it eventually. Eventually. Like, everybody wants to play in a Wild West world, right? Like, or, or even, I mean, you could say Westworld. Yeah. I mean, if you've watched the HBO series, everybody was kind of hoping that that's what this was going to be. And for me, it was just a big letdown. Yeah, it was fun with your friends for a little bit, but it, it didn't have nearly enough content to to keep it going, to sustain itself. Maybe that'll change. I don't know, because I didn't play the, the GTA 5 online. It was absolutely dead to start. It really took a long time to get going. Well, now it's just insane and everybody plays it. Yeah, absolutely. Except me. I don't play it. I bounced off at a certain point, maybe like a couple of years ago, uh, but it was fun. It was it was mayhem. I think, I think if they follow the same timeline with Red Dead Online, it could be really great before too long. We'll I will see. take your word for it. We'll see. I, I don't know. Gets, I don't have it's any really good. If it gets really good, I might go back to it. As it stands right now, I'm not really interested in playing it. Right. And that, I guess that's what separates this from Fallout 76 is Fallout 76 is purely online. So right. it was and a dumpster empty. fire from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Rockstar at least put out a great single player campaign. Yep. Absolutely. Which was a brilliantly written. Absolutely wonderful. But you know what? They couldn't write a story nearly as perfect as this. Bowser is taking over Nintendo. He's been working at it for just so long. <laughs> this is such a great headline. On Thursday, Nintendo announced that Reggie... I, man, I'm going to completely screw up his last name. Reggie fills a May. fils It's fils a fils Yeah. Man. I feel like I feel like Rondo right now, just <laughs> slaughtering names. Uh, he's he's stepping down in April as president of the company's U.S. division. Who's taken over? Bowser, Doug Bowser. How did a guy named Doug Bowser even end up in like next up <laughs> position? That's amazing. I, I have no idea. This is literally the greatest thing I've ever read. This is a great headline, but this is actually. I mean, we'll see how Bowser does, but this is actually a big, uh, a big loss for Nintendo. Reggie was the guy that showed up and changed the attitude of Nintendo at the end of the like Wii-ish area era, and he brought the "We're gonna start putting grown-up games back on Nintendo" stuff that that came out of him. Um, so, I mean, his opening line. When he first announced, they first announced him um, as the new Nintendo of America head. His opening line was, my name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names. And we're about making games. And that was the actual quote when they introduced him. So that gives you an idea of how <laughs> rad this guy is. Well, yeah, that is a big loss for Nintendo. But uh, Doug Bowser, I I'm just going to call him Bowser because it's just better that way. Way better. Yeah, Bowser is the uh he's been the senior vice president of sales and marketing. And as we all know, the switch blew up. Yeah, oh yeah. So this guy definitely has a head for business. He's got some great business sense. Uh of course, Nintendo put out a great product. So how hard is it to really sell a great product? 
Right. And and this is also, and to keep in perspective, this is Nintendo of America only that we're looking at here. So while they do have a lot of pull, this is not like uh, another big change up at the top of Nintendo proper. It's not going to radically change the direction of the company, but it is, I mean, even just the presence that Reggie had uh, being like nine feet tall and... Uh, I don't know if you remember seeing it when it happened, but he did, when they announced the uh, the uh, 3DS, uh, this giant dude like pulled it out of his jacket pocket and did like a three angle camera turn for on the E3 stage, and it looked like a child's plaything in his giant mitts, and it's a very funny image. Um, but he was he was like a, he seemed like a really cool guy. He had a great stage presence, and he he did a lot of good for. Nintendo, as well as Pizza Hut prior to Nintendo. He was responsible for some of my favorites, you know. Uh, but. Uh, wait, wait. Pizza Hut's one of your favorites? No, favorites. He was responsible for some of my favorite products out of Pizza Hut. Oh. Yeah. Like, wait, what What are favorite products do you. Like, this is breaking news. What favorite p- products do you have out of Pizza Hut? Just out of curiosity. I was pretty, I was a pretty big fan of the, uh, the big New Yorker. Do you remember that? Terrible, terrible. I mean, I'm I'm talking about best out of Pizza Hut. I would not rank any of these above a real pizza place. <laughs> I'm referring to like the best things to come out of Pizza Hut. All right. Do you remember the Pizza Hut pizza that had the cheese in between the crust? Yeah, stuffed crust. No, not stuffed crust. Oh, the this layered like one. The layered one. So you had a crust on the bottom of the pizza, and then you had cheese, and then you had a crust on top of that. I. Wait, when was this? I, dude, I, I couldn't even tell you. Twenty years ago. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure Reggie was responsible for that too. <laughs> That's my favorite thing out of Pizza Hut. Is that? I mean, stuffed crust is amazing, but that just took it to a whole new level. And I, you know, that's literally the only thing I would probably eat at Pizza Hut. Other than that, they're terrible. That's Crowley's hot take for this week until we get to Apex. Legends. You're just gonna have a ton of hot takes, and they're all gonna be wrong. Whatever. <laughs> What's next? I'm tired of talking about Pizza Hut. Uh, speaking of round piles of crap, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Anthem. You almost made me do a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. All right, round piles of crap. Yes. Uh, Anthem. How, wait, is... how is Anthem around? I mean, it's a pile of crap. You can get it. You to... can you can get a physical copy. It's on disc. Oh, there you go. Done. All right. Cool. There Round you go. Pile of crap. Anthem. There you go. Round go. pile of crap. Uh, yeah. Anthem is a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> this is the most. This is the most wasted potential I have seen in a game in years. Um, Since Red Dead Redemption Two Online. No, this is worse than that. This is okay. the worst but loss of potential. Um, you know, the, the game had. You. This game had the potential to basically be. I get to fly around as Iron Man and kick the crap out of a bunch of aliens. And what they ended up with is one story area that you spend the whole game in. Oh, no story so much that can be followed. And a ton of bugs and server issues and one thing after the next. And what you really ended up with is the, hey, the shooting mechanics feel pretty fun, but not great. And the movement is amazing and everything else is crap. They really wasted it. The the they it's the 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 way the movement and shooting feels. Uh, this game had the potential to be awesome, and it should be criminal how badly they squandered it. Well, uh, it's only sold 
the physical sales have been half of what Mass Effect Andromeda was. And Mass Effect Andromeda was terrible. That's a terrible game. This has only sold half of that physically. So I feel like it's a game that's going to be primarily digital sales since it's an online game anyway. Um, But still, what a horrible disappointment. What a massive... Oh man, there, I have words for it that I can't say on this podcast, but honestly, it is. So the most disappointing part of this game to me is I have in in the past been a huge fan of BioWare's offerings. Star Wars: Old Republic being top among them. Yeah, uh, the I don't know if you ever played Dragon Age Origins. Uh, nope. The first Dragon Age, especially, amazing. Uh, one of my favorite RPGs of all time, and. I loved the Mass Effect games, uh, Andromeda excluded, but I loved the Mass Effects games when I was younger, playing those. Um, I liked the way they told stories. I loved the uh, the Knights of the Old Republic games. Um, and it's really a shame. Like I don't I don't know that this this is the second big flop in a row out of Bioware. It would not be uncharacteristic of EA to dissolve that studio at this point. No, say goodbye to Star Wars, The Old Republic. There's a great uh, article by uh, Devin Koldui. Now, I will link this in in the show notes along with all of the articles that we used for the news section today where he really breaks down why this game is terrible. Uh, First, and I'm going to quote here, uh, first and perhaps most egregious, the load screens are frequent and long. I timed it more than five minutes from launch and at least three or four different load screens before I could actually play the game. He goes on to say that uh, load times happened when you would change your gear, when you would enter a cave from a map, when you would stay or stray too far from your team, and then they would teleport you there to your team like so you'd get a load screen there you'd get a load screen when you finished the mission you'd get another one before you could return to your base and then before you can equip a gun and oh by the way there's no character screen so but there's tons of load screens i meant to send you a link to one of the thousands of videos of people showing their experience with being teleported back to their team uh and i forgot to send you a link to it but literally <laughs> Literally, Thanks. you can be 150 yards, if that, ahead of the, of your teammate flying in the air. So you can still see each other. You're right there. And it tells you you're too far away and loads you back together. It's like, wow. it is the, the, cir- uh, the circle they allow you to separate is so tiny. And uh, there's a couple of videos of people getting loaded in to be closer to their teammate. And the load screen takes so long in this quick load in that when they load in, they're too far from their teammate again and immediately get teleported to their teammate again. And it just turns into like a, a hopping cycle of load screens trying to catch up. Terrible, terrible. In fact, it's so terrible that wall street is actually reacting to it. Uh, some are reacting negatively and some are saying, nah, doesn't matter. Yeah. I think Honestly, I think this would be ta- EA would be taking a much bigger hit on this if it wasn't getting such a big boost out of uh, Apex Legends. Right, which is so weird to me that they had two studios 
making basically, I mean, two very similar games. Sure, Anthem is your Iron Man running around, except it's terrible. I mean, it's basically Anthem is Iron Man 3. Anthem is not even that good. No, I was. it's Iron Man 3 without Ben Kingsley playing a horrible Mandarin. It's still not even that good. <laughs> it's like the guy who plays Mr. Bean playing Iron Man instead oh, we're getting, of we're getting Robert much Downey closer. Jr. We're getting much yeah. closer. Yeah, that's what this is. So I, it just surprises me that they made two of these types of games. Uh, well, I know the, they're from different. They're, I know they're just the publisher, right? I get right, that. Yeah, and the other thing too is that Apex Legends it was kind of a a use for developed material that they didn't have any other use for. So Titanfall Three was potentially in development. They were throwing around ideas. They were making game modes. They were working on story, and it got pushed maybe indefinitely because they're working on a Titanfall VR offering. Um, and so they had all this stuff that they made that they were either going to scrap or do something with. And so they took the game mode, the Battle Royale game mode, out of what they had been working on, turned it into a game, polished it up, and released it for free. Kind of out of nowhere. And it's such a better game than Anthem. It's so much better than anything Anthem could even hope to be. All and right, it's, calm it's down just, there, fanboy. We're I'm, I'm not just, anywhere like, close to talking about Apex I'm, Legends I'm yet. talking, I am commenting way more to the quality of Anthem right now, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a stark contrast for one studio to have, like, one game that was, the thing that stands out to me is you have one game that was the, the culmination of years of work to put this thing together and it's terrible and this other game is like the scraps of some project and it's doing super <laughs> well like how did that happen how does that happen yeah I, I i don't ea's terrible i don't what do you want me to tell you i don't know bioware is just as bad like i don't i won't buy a bioware game i just won't they like i remember knights of the old republic and how good that was and even knights of the old republic too Super great. And I know everybody loves Dragon's uh, Age Origin. Yep. Right? Like, I get that. But they haven't put out a good game. Mass Effect Dramata, uh, Andromeda was terrible. Well, the most recent the most recent Dragon Age was very good also, but huge. Uh, that was like an 80-hour commitment kind of RPG. But you might not have to buy any more Bioware games because you might be able to stream them on Google's new platform, uh, rumored platform. Um, this is the thing that a bunch of people, myself included, got a chance to look at, and it's a streaming platform for playing games in browser. Uh, they had a very short run of um, the newest Assassin's Creed, and it works pretty well. It was in super alpha at the time, but they are hosting a keynote speech about whatever gaming thing they're working on at GDC, so we might have a legit contender in the hey just open up chrome and start playing games some kind of um subscription service or something much like we talked about with apple but this looks like it might actually be real yeah this would actually be pretty huge for gaming just because from a gamer's point of view i mean it's easy right so i think this could get people out of like some gamers who are console only it could get them out of that mode and get them back onto gaming on a PC. 
there are some limitations with this. There are some pretty serious limitations with this. Um, one of which being input lag is definitely a thing. It's not terrible. It's not worse than you could get around or get over or get used to, but trying to play like a competitive fighting game or um, even like a racing game, anything really fast, uh, anything that has really uh, uh, first-person shooters and a competitive level, there's just no chance you could do it. But it would be, it's great for your Assassin's Creed's and your uh, RPGs and stuff where you don't need to necessarily have instant reaction time. Well, to add to that, NVIDIA announced that they are they, they've come out with a a budget video card. The GTX sixteen sixty Ti uh takes the ray tracing out and it's not nearly as expensive as all of the other new cards with ray tracing. No, this is so they've pulled all of the ray tracing stuff, all the RTX hardware out of the twenty sixty and made the sixteen sixty and if you are looking for a new card, if you're a couple generations back, this is definitely the way to go. This thing is only like three hundred bucks. Not even. It's two hundred and eighty bucks to start. I suppose. I mean, you're looking at what? So the launch price is two seventy nine, as compared to the launch price of the uh, RTX Founder Edition, which is three forty nine. So it's only a seventy dollar difference. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's really budget. I mean, two seventy nine is is way cheaper than. Uh, I mean, it's seventy dollars. Seventy dollars cheaper. Than it's the not R- that than, big of a deal. Than, than the RTX, but the RTX was previously their big budget line card. So you are I now guess. another seventy dollars below the previous budget line card. You know, the suppose- only other ways you can get cheaper is to go back an entire generation to the ten sixty, which is much worse performance. The the 1660 is more compa- comparable to like a 1070 um, or maybe just below a 1080. Um, but you're looking at at solid, solid performance. I mean, if you look at a 1070, a 1070 right now is still around $400. So you're, you're looking at comparable performance for 280. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I just don't care. If for seventy dollars, I'll get the one that's got ray tracing. Like, why wouldn't you for seventy bucks? Because nothing uses ray tracing, and for seventy dollars, how many cigars could you get? Well, I'm not buying a new one anyway. So (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying. There's like right now, there's like three games that use ray tracing, and it's, it seems like as they are starting to, because now I'm also reading rumors that they're going to be pulling ray tracing out of the 2070 and 2080. And it almost seems a little bit like maybe they're distancing themselves from ray tracing because none of the developers want to bother to code it in. <laughs> Duh. So, so maybe spending the extra seventy dollars for literally nothing isn't really worth it. You think? So maybe save the seventy dollars and get yourself a week's worth of groceries or something, or some cigars, or another or another game. Yeah. Would would it be Kingdom Hearts three if if uh, they came out with some new DLC? Not if I had anything to do with it, but for some no, people maybe. There's an article on IGN that is talking about the upcoming Kingdom Hearts DLC and the ones that people are all excited about. Um, there's a handful listed. The only one here that I really care at all about is Star Wars and Marvel. That might Star Wars and Marvel one might get me to play like another hour just to see, but that's probably about it. If I had my choice in Kingdom Hearts DLC, it would be the refund DLC. 
There is no refund deal. You know what? That's terrible, terrible joke. Yeah, but it's what I want. Oh, a refund. It, it's the future I want. <sighs> what if they have? Uh, what if they have a uh, a world where everybody like it's Star Wars, but everyone's Mary Poppy, Mary Poppinsing through space? I can't even say it right because it was a terrible idea. Regardless, <laughs> speaking of terrible ideas, Gita Jackson is at it yet again with not journalisming. Uh, there is an article on Kotaku, which I didn't find. FYI, who found this, Joe? I saw this and I thought, man, Crowley is going to want to yell about this. Man, anything Gita Jackson does is just stupid. This this is so the premise of this article is that I mean, she's going for loot boxes are bad. But she is. And here's the title of the article. Apex Legends player spent five hundred dollars to unlock a rare item says it wasn't worth it. It's the best article title. It's the best headline. It's so dumb. Of course it wasn't worth it. These if you're going to start mining loot boxes for one specific item, cosmetic item that makes no difference to the game otherwise, you're going to be disappointed when you get it and then you can't even actually see it yourself. Like it's for other people to look at. This is like Captain Obvious writing an article. It's just it's silly. The Captain premise Obvious is silly. isn't this thin. Dude so apparently there was a redditor. This is where this all went down. There was a redditor. You can read the article. I don't care to tell you what the redditor's name is because I don't want to get this guy any more famous than Gita Jackson's already trying to make him. He put up a post about how he wanted this one specific set, this one specific skin. And he said he was going to spend as much money as it took to get it. He didn't care. And it ended up that it cost him $500. And when it was all said and done, he's like, this is he said that his brain was wired in such a way after the first one. This is an actual quote in the article that his brain was wired in such a way after he had done the first loot box that he had to keep going, which takes the responsibility off of himself. Right. I didn't willingly do this. My brain was wired by a loot box. Now, Gita Jackson doesn't challenge him on this doesn't offer any type of rebuttal basically loot box is bad is what gita jackson wants everyone to know well here's the thing gita jackson none of these things have real world value you are spending five hundred dollars for in-game things that are not physical that eventually when the game is no longer supported goes away there is no investment in this see and this is why this is there are two things about this that that really bother me. One is besides I mean besides the fact that it is just Captain Obvious come to life here. Um it's not like it was in Battlefront where the things that were hidden in loot boxes made gameplay differences. Like I could see somebody getting really frustrated with losing a bunch. I know somebody who spent $100 on loot boxes in that game, <coughs> Rondo. Um but <laughs> but um I could see getting really frustrated with not being able to win because you don't have the best guns and they make a big difference. These are just straight cosmetic items. This guy did this because he wanted attention. And then the second thing that really gets to me is this line in this article that says, to be honest, best way to describe how I feel after spending the $500 would probably be in shock. 
it's not like it just happened. You're not you had to like stand there and continuously buy loot boxes. It wasn't like a, a single event. Wow, here's 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 the thing. This is what struck me about it. He this dude made a Reddit post. That Reddit post is gone. It is gone zo. In fact, it's so gone that Gita Jackson had to link a cached version of it. Ridiculous. Everything about this is ridiculous. This wasn't journalism. She didn't ask any questions that were hard-hitting. She didn't push back on this guy and his terrible life decisions. She just accepted it as loot box is bad. Everyone needs to stay away from loot boxes. It's just the same kind of mentality that Carlton has with his dance, and it's just jumping on the loot box train for some additional attention. It's a cash grab. Right. This is the quote from this dude. Respawn and EA would have made much less money for me personally if I could buy the heirlooms outright for, say, $30 rather than gamble on crates and end up spending $500 like I did. I know my story is not unique. Look, you are not forced to buy loot boxes, number one. It adds nothing of value in the real world, and it certainly adds nothing of value inside the game. Do you know why? Because it's not pay to win. Right. And it was you a can't, skin. You can't see the skins when you're wearing them. It's a first-person game. The only time you see that skin is on the character select screen. This smacks of a setup. This smacks of somebody who put this on there, like you said, for attention. Or for Gita Jackson to write this stupid article. I see stuff like this on Reddit all the time, and it's just people mining for upvotes and Reddit gold, and they just do something stupid to get the attention, and then once the attention fizzles out, they're on to the next dumb thing. Like I, I feel like that's all this was, and he just happened to look out, and Gita Jackson jumped on board, and now he's got a Kotaku article. Which is ridiculous. Number one, I wouldn't want a Kotaku article unless they're telling everybody how terrible I am. Because all I do is bash Kotaku. Fine. Great. I still want this world to end with you somehow becoming a Kotaku employee. Why would anybody want to work for that company unless it's to change it and or destroy it from the inside? I just want to see you stuck there. Terrible. This isn't journalism. It's just idiocy. I, I understand that loot boxes are terrible. I've railed on loot boxes since 2017. It's one of our most listened to shows. So I talk about how terrible loot boxes are, and that stance hasn't changed. You know what they are. It's a gamble. It's not a guaranteed drop of anything that you may want in-game or otherwise. It is a money sink. It's not a time sink. It's a money sink. You know what you're doing, okay? It's not like you're uh, going to a casino and you're pulling the arm on on a on a machine, hoping against hope that it's going to you know drop money from the sky. That's not what this is, okay? At least there you have the potential, no matter how small it may be, to get some sort of physical reward in the real world. Here, and in every other game with a loot box, it's not real and it doesn't help you in any way. It's not gambling because you're not going to get anything of value from it. This is ridiculous. And anybody who wants to complain about spending $500 on it should probably work for the same people that can't figure out what effing game to buy. <laughs> I, will give, I will give Rondo credit, though. He at least owns buying those 
loot boxes, and he does not try to stand behind no, any exactly. kind of stance. He a hundred percent is. He says it was dumb. He did it because he wanted to see if he'd get anything good. Uh, but still, I, I mean, as a as a group, gamers have to get together and decide we're either going to stop buying loot boxes or stop complaining about them because I'm getting real tired of people complaining about loot boxes and also buying them. Yeah, I don't do. I don't buy them. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, think they're terrible. We're gonna talk about a them in a little bit, and with Apex, and uh, I have a feeling about them in that game uh, that's very different than his feeling about them in that game. Yeah, I, I don't look. I, I don't have a problem with loot boxes as long as they're not pay to win. As long as they're not. As long as it's not behind a paywall. As long as you can eventually get the same things by putting a ton of hours into the game, I don't care. As long as it's all cosmetic. Yeah, can't I don't, be paid I, to win. Yeah, I do not want. I I really hate seeing things that affect gameplay in loot boxes. Right, like if it's a mount, great loot box. It. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. A mount, like, a skin, a, a an emote, a victory stance, all those yeah, dumb things. Like yeah. who gives a crap? You millennials and you're freaking, I want me, so I'll never remember my own. Like, shut up. You think shut everybody up. that doesn't think you don't like is a millennial and you never ever look to see how old anybody is. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> They're you all millennials. Get off my lawn. Apex. That's right. Let's talk about Apex Legends. Good Lord. So uh, this is a battle royale game, uh, first person shooter, uh, put out by, uh, published by EA, uh, done by uh, Ransom. Um, Respawn. Respawn. What did I say? Ransom? Ransom, yeah. Yeah, Respawn. Um, it's different from all the other first-person shooter battle royals uh, because it's a squad of three versus, I don't know, how many other squads of three? 20? 20. 20 squads total. Yeah. Uh, and so that makes it different because it's not just a ton of people running around all the time. I don't care. It has the same staples as every other battle royale. There, I, I pronounced it correctly just for you, Joe. You're so sweet. Uh, right. Uh, getting dropped in, like, whoop-de-doo. That's not clever or new anymore. It looks cool in this one when you get dropped in, though. I suppose. Meh. I don't care. Increasingly smaller zones that you've got to continually move in. I mean, it takes away from camping to a certain extent, but again... It's not new. Uh, loot boxes. Everybody's got loot boxes. Uh, That's every item, game now, though. Yeah. Well, true. Item grabs, like, they're different items. So you don't start, like, you can't keep items. Right? No, you start so, every you start every game, every match right. empty. Yeah. Empty, yeah. Uh, just like every other freaking battle royal. And skins. It's got skins to make yourself stand out from other selves. Because right. there's a well, finite... There's finite characters. Congratulations, you've described what a battle royale is. Now our listeners are caught up to speed as to what kind of game we were playing. Let's get into what makes this game Apex. Okay. It's got, it has a story? Yeah, it's three seconds long at the beginning. It's dumb. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a throwaway story, but it's a better story than anything Bioware's put out. Uh, probably in, true. In, anything Bioware's in, put out lately. Yeah, in about five years. Yeah. Uh there's something about televised fights. I don't know. It's useless. That's not why you play this game. Uh, what sell, sets it apart from Fortnite? Let's talk about that. Yeah, because Fortnite, it. like we could talk about PUBG 
We could, but I, I don't want to because Fortnite's the big dog. They're the the big big kid on the block. They're the bully. They're who everybody wants to take down. Right. right? And, but this does have some pretty big differentiators, even between this and PUBG. Um, this thing kind of stands on its own in the battle royale genre for now, um, but it has some really big uh, separators from Fortnite too. Especially, I mean, you know, it's different immediately as soon as you get in visually. You're not looking at a cartoon. Fortnite oh, yeah, looks, it's not Fortnite, stylized. Yeah, Fortnite looks like you're looking at a children's cartoon. That drove me nuts. I couldn't get past that, which is probably why I played two two matches in Fortnite. I'm just like, I can't do this. Like, the, Star Wars The Old Republic went the same way with the stylized stuff. It's not quite cartoon, but it's cartoon enough. Right. Uh, that I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I played the crap out of Star Wars The Old Republic when it first came out. WoW did the same thing. WoW went with that stylized kind of, this is a cartoon type of, and I couldn't, that's why I didn't play WoW at first either. So I, I enjoy the fact that Apex Legends is very much visually pleasing. Like, it looks good. This is a gorgeous looking game. Yeah, I like it. I, I like the, uh, I'm a big fan of Titanfall, and this is set in the Titanfall universe. Uh, and I love the aesthetic. I love the style of that universe. It's very like dystopian future, uh, and it's it's done really well. It's a good looking game. It also has smaller groups, so the the gameplay, while frenetic, is certainly not nearly as chaotic as PUBG or Fortnite. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's actually I think it works in their favor. Um, but it's actually a limitation of Source Engine which is what the game is built on, a modified version of Source Engine. Um, but that being said, I mean, that's an older engine being pushed to do something it wasn't designed for, and the game runs great, uh, as long as Origin's not running in the background. Well, and- like you... Right? Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Well, it's like you said earlier, like, this is a this was a game that was put out kind of spur of the moment. There was no release. There was no, hey, man, we're working on this game. It's going to be awesome. It was kind of like they were testing something, and they were like, yeah, screw it. Let's just put this game out. And it and it's not buggy and it's not junk and it's like kind of kind of complete. How about that? Because it seems like most other developers can't put anything out that's even close to complete, even with two years of notice. To be fair, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. There's only one map. It's not like this is a huge game. There's only one map for now, but at least it right. works. So they released okay, but they released a game on the spur of the moment, kind of off the cuff, kind of like you know what? Yeah, let's put this out. It wasn't a planned game, and that shows in some areas we'll talk about later. Right, but but, there's, there's, but still, even with the even with the one map, this game is way more complete than Fallout or sounds like Anthem or or Fortnite. Number, I or would Fortnite. say that this is more com- more complete than Fortnite. Fortnite was in what alpha testing or beta testing for how long on Steam? Forever for a really, right. really long time. Yeah, like the fact that this game came out of nowhere, more complete than most. $60 games can launch is really impressive to me and it's free. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. The, uh, two, the two big standouts for me that made this, the things that make this game much better playing to me than Fortnite are the, you don't have to build anything, which I'm not a fan of. And the shooting feels so much better than Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. I will give you both of those. I'm very happy that I don't have to build and shoot because I have a hard enough time shooting. I'm old. You also have a hard time sprinting, Crowley. Dude, I shut up. Why do I have to sprint <laughs> everywhere? 
<laughs> and then you got to sprint. You got to like slide. Like I get sliding down hills. Why so I got to slide when it's not downhill. I'm not sliding into home. Sliding makes you go faster. And a pro tip that Crowley learned while playing this is that you can't sprint while you're aiming down sights. Yeah, man. That was dumb. <laughs> Why well, can't I run? To... What's going on? So here's the thing. So I was switching back and forth my settings between playing with the mouse, which literally all you have to do is pick up your mouse and, and start moving it around. You can switch from that to your controller. I was using uh, an Xbox controller because that's typically what works with PCs. Not that I have an Xbox laying around. I bought this controller specifically to play games on my PC. Wait, did we just, did we just get some dirt? Is there is there a secret Xbox laying around no. over at the Crowley Manor? No, no, there is not. I can promise you that. There's, I couldn't afford one. I have too many cigars. <laughs> I don't have a space for it right now. Space, uh, I believe. So, Right, that, that's that's probably more accurate. So I was using that, and the Xbox controller is a brick. I hate it. So I put it down, and I was switching back and forth. And so I forgot that. So when you're on the console or when you're playing with the, the controller, when you look down sights, it stays there. Or or no, it stays there when you're on the PC. One right. of them. Anyway, yeah. it I, I, I forgot that, and I'm like sitting there trying to run. I'm like, why can't I run? Oh, yeah, I'm looking down sights. It was yeah. funny. I was I was knocked down at the time, so I was watching from his screen and <laughs> listening to him trying to figure out why he couldn't run and watching him be looked down sights and like looking around and being confused was pretty fantastic. I can only I can only assume that you felt what I felt looking at my grandparents saying, Why is your VCR flashing twelve? It definitely felt like that. It was definitely yeah. a why is your VCR flashing twelve kind of moment. It's fine. I'm forty three years old, I get it. Like some of these new games that are gonna start coming out, I'm just gonna be completely lost. And this is one of them. I've never been a big fan of first-person shooters to begin with. And so it's not like I've played a ton of them. And the, these battle royals or battle royales with cheese are just, <laughs> I don't even know, man. They're, I don't even know. They're 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 fast. If you're not they're, practiced at it, they're too fast. And it feels like it doesn't matter how much I shoot somebody, they never die. But I get shot twice and I'm down. You got to aim for the head. It's all about the headshots. See, in the real world, which was what I'm used to, when I go to the gun range, I'm not aiming at the head. I'm aiming, you know, center mass. That's what they teach you. You aim center mass. Right. You got a better chance of actually hitting. Right. Right. But so that's what is, I do in the game world. But th- but this is but you're but you got to remember the game world's not the real world. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, guy guys like that guy that Gita Jackson interviewed forgot as well. I don't. I don't know. Let's talk about the music. I personally like the music. I, think I the love the music. I, ca- I, caught my, I caught myself humming it at work today from after playing it all weekend. It just like <laughs> I, I didn't even notice. I was just I just just humming along, and I was like, "What song am I humming? Where is this from? Oh, this is Apex song." Yeah. Did Little Bear? Did he? Did he ask what you were humming? No, he was he was there, but I don't think he heard me. Wow. Uh, it's yeah, good so- though. It's really good. I, yeah, it's not. It's not. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's probably the most uh, endearing thing about the game. Because I don't. I don't care about the rest of it. This, uh, <laughs> he was. He's gonna sound super negative through this whole review, but he was having a pretty good time playing. I, he was, I, was, I absolutely was. I was yeah. having a great time playing. I do look. I'll, let's just save it for the review. I'll save it All for right, the review. We'll get the, there. The rate it. Uh, let's talk about the game mechanics. So this is a pretty straightforward first-person shooter. Uh, you have the ability to upgrade and customize your weapons on the fly. I think that's pretty cool. I don't really remember that in in Fortnite, but like I said, I only played two or three matches. 
I think I played more matches of PUBG on my phone than I did Fortnite. So there's a little bit of this in both of those games, but it's it's not as meaningful as it is in this game. You there are weapons that have uh like special tiered up versions and you could like so there's a weapon called the Havoc is one of them. And it's a energy uh energy ammo weapon and when you get it originally you hold down fire and it starts off shooting kind of slow and then it speeds it spools up and and gets to a point where it's shooting ridiculously fast. Um, and so you can get upgrades for that. You can find on the ground one of them that eliminates that spool up and just makes it shoot super fast right away. Or one of them that allows you to select fire, so fast fire or slow fire or single shot. Um, you could like change, dramatically change the behavior of the weapon based on your pickups, and neither of the other games do anything like that. Yeah, I also thought it was useful uh, when you're not in party chat with somebody like Joe and I were talking on discord. So we weren't on the party chat uh, for our squad. Right. So you can click things and say things and have waypoints and stuff. I, I found that very useful. What I didn't find useful was every character's special ability. So the, that, the tagging system useless. in this is awesome. The being able to tag specific weapons and where they are or uh, upgrades, body armor, health, uh, places to go, enemies, uh, tag where an enemy actually is or where an enemy used to be. Uh, it's very granular, and it, and if you get good, when you're playing with somebody who's good at the tagging system, it's almost almost as good as being on voice chat with somebody you know. Uh, it's really impressive. And the special abilities, I feel like they're useless to you because you don't use them. I, I, they're I, just I couldn't, useless. I couldn't. I kept telling you to use your specials, and you're like, oh, I gotta save it. And we, you guys have too much health right now. I'll use it later. Like they they have cooldowns, just keep using them. They're useless. They're absolutely useless. I like them. I, I'm a big fan of Bloodhound and his special, his two special abilities. Uh, his short cooldown is like a ping that marks every footprint or door handle or anything that's been used and tells you how long ago it was used, so you can track. You know, oh, there's a guy here 38 seconds ago, um, and then his ultimate is a uh it's called like elite hunter or something like that some guy a silly name but it makes it so you can see through walls and see like the smell trails behind people so you know where everybody is and what direction they're moving um which is super good when you get into a firefight sure whatever you say they're good if you ever used the abilities you didn't even know you had abilities until like halfway through our play session Wait, I don't abilities? understand what. Yeah, I'm like, why? Why do I need a portal? This is silly, and I didn't understand. Anyway, uh, there's ropes and zip lines in this game, which at first just seemed like a gimmick. It However, be, they can be so good. Yeah, they do have some strategic as, uh, asset to them, I suppose. Uh, if if you are getting closed in on by the circle, that continually gets smaller and changes locations and uh, you need to move quick. I mean, you know, if you well, get good with zip lines and sliding and uh, jump like the, the jump and run mechanics in this, you can traverse this map in at a ridiculously rapid rate. You can really move in this. Yeah. We had, we had a guy on our team that could do that. He had dropped us on like the far side of the Island and then just kind of hung out for forever and the, the circle started closing, so you and I 
bailed because we didn't want to get killed by the circle. And he hung out until the circle was like halfway across the map past him and just started booking it, used a couple of health packs, then mowed down like 12 people on his way to us. Like <laughs> that dude like was moving and running. Yeah, and we were like avoiding him. We were avoiding because he was behind us and we're like, uh, let's just keep going. Like that guy's getting shot at. He's going to die. Let's just move. Yep. And then like three minutes later, he's like, hey guys, what's up? Like, holy balls. How did that guy make it? Yeah, and right, like I said earlier, there's just one map right now. Like, that's it, singular. One map. So no by maps. the time, I don't know if it'll be by the time this episode posts or not, but very close to it. Tomorrow? Um, um, yeah, it's going to be this week. There's going to, season one's going to start. And when season one starts, there will be new characters, new weapons, looks like a new map, and uh, possibly a new game mode. And they're going to do seasons every three months. It's going to add stuff to it. So, huh. so we'll see where it comes. I don't know if they're going to be a map in the first season or not. They did say there would be new maps in the seasons, but they didn't specify every season would get a new map, so I'm not really sure how that'll look. Um, well, I think they need one because right now the players who have been playing for, you know, just dumping hours into this, they have a huge advantage over players like me because I'm old and two, because they know the map. Like, there are a ton of nooks and crannies to set up ambushes, to to put people in a kill box. Uh, like, there's just so many different ways to, to go about it on this map that, I mean, if you don't know the map, you are at a huge disadvantage. Crowley, you could know every single inch of that map and you still wouldn't be able to win. Yeah, no, I don't, I yeah. don't, uh, I don't dispute that I mean, at all. Look, to be fair, uh, I'm not great either. <laughs> like, I've... The best I've done is second place, so. I got second place too, man. Yep, you did. Yeah, Good for you. and all we did was avoid everybody. <laughs> avoid everything, yeah. Uh, That's it. Like, I've gotten kill leader like twice, maybe three times in a match. I, ha- I haven't got a kill. Yeah, you got you down a couple of guys, though. I did down a few guys, but I got no kills. It can be tough if people have a good uh, knockdown shield to kill them once they're down. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's let's talk about Origin itself. So you, there's you can you have to download this on Origin, on a PC. Like so, if you're on a console, it's probably a lot better from from that perspective because Origin sucks. Yeah, Origin's bad. I didn't. Origin's have, terrible. I, I didn't have nearly as many problems with you, but I did have one problem. What was your one problem before I go into the litany of problems that I? All had? right. So my one problem is that. The friends list is horrible. I, I sent you Ugh. a friend request and you couldn't find it. And then I threw a uh, message out on the Discord, uglymedia.com slash Discord, and uh, asked anybody playing on PC to add me. And I think some people did because I had a notification that said I had six new friend requests and I clicked it and there was nobody there and I couldn't accept any and they're just gone. So I don't know what, I don't know who it was or where they were requesting me from. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, uh, so you sent me that friend request, and it didn't pop up on my screen or anything. I had to go hunt for it by typing in your name and looking for you, and then it was like, oh, hey, look, you have a friend request from this guy. Like, seriously, Origin, you suck. It's bad. EA, it's terrible. It's so terrible that every time I have started the game, it crashes after an hour or two. It just goes away. There's no error. There's no nothing. The window closes and it's gone. I haven't had like, that problem. It also doesn't save my settings. I haven't had this problem either. 
video, audio, or otherwise. I have to go in every time and change things to the way I want them. My settings have all been fine. It also doesn't show up. The game doesn't show up in my library. It's definitely in my library. The only game in my origin library is Star Wars The Old Republic. Is like your client due for an update or something? I don't know why you have so many problems. I have no idea why you have so many problems with it. I, probably, it's a, it's a terrible because client. EA knows, yeah, dude, they know who I am. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm on a list, uh, EA's list and Kotaku's list. I'm sure those are not the only two lists you're on. Uh, I don't want to talk about the other lists I'm on, <laughs> but yeah, probably. I have been getting a lot of Cuban cigars lately. Regardless, it's terrible. It is a terrible, 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 awful, disgusting client. I hate it. Yeah, it's a bad client. It's it's even if you get past all of the bugs and the performance issues and the friends thing, the friends list not working. Uh, it's also just laid out poorly. It's hard to find what you're looking for. It's not intuitive at all. It's just bad. It is. It's terrible. Origin, you need to fix it. Like that seems like a simple fix. Like it's probably you have one dude going to back and code and you know a couple days later he comes out he's like hey look I fixed it it's not terrible anymore. But I don't know maybe it's a lot of work cuz I'm not a coder. Maybe you guys all need to learn to code Kotaku. Uh let's <laughs> uh, let's rate this game. Joe, rate Apex Legends. So I had talked about this a little bit as the only one playing it a couple episodes ago. And I feel like I like it more now than I did then. I think this game is probably all the way up to a seven and a half or eight at this point for me. I really like this game a lot. Wow, seven and a half or eight. Which one is it? Pick one. Eight. I'm going to go eight. So I feel like I'm going to keep go. liking it more, so I'm going to go with eight. Yeah, I'm going to give this game a six and a half. Which, honestly, this, for a Battle Royale out of you is surprising. Yeah, this is not a terrible game. This game is actually fun. It is small enough. There, it, it's a small enough group of of people that you're going against where you don't feel outnumbered. You actually have squads. You have teammates that help you. Uh, it's it's not a bad game. Like for something like Joe has said this a couple of times for something that came out that wasn't even supposed to come out. It is a complete game. I do not hate this game and you may find me playing it more than I probably should. It's also telling the quality of this game, um, I was reading an article that this is, for the first time in like a year, Fortnite is advertising, paying to advertise, um, which tells me, I mean, neither neither company really reports how many people are actively playing right now, um, but I think we might get some numbers out of Respawn coming up pretty soon because I think they've got something to brag about. I think that... Uh, the fact that Fortnite is all of a sudden advertising again right after Apex comes out, probably related. And I hear a lot of people talking about this game right now. Um, I think it's doing well for them. Yeah, I I think it is too. I mean, they've got people spending $500 on loot boxes. I think it's going to do better than... Uh, I think this game will do better long run than Anthem will. Oh, for sure. This That'll, is an Anthem killer. Yeah, Anthem is dead. DOA. Which again makes no sense to me why EA would even allow it to be published because this was the one they were putting all the eggs in the basket, right? They were like, it's going to be Anthem. Anthem is going to be the one that's going to make us a ton of money. It's going to put Bioware back on the map. EA is going to, all sins will be forgiven from Battlefront 2. 
They really yeah. pushed. They really pushed yeah. Anthem so hard, and then, like they they just started to unravel around the edges. You know the the that forty seven page long uh, release schedule, depending on what month you were born and what or- day you ordered it and how much you spent and what color your hair was, what and, astrological symbol you, you know, were born, what your yeah. sign is, and then like it just continued to get worse from there. And and here it is, it's out and it's not looking good. No, no, not at all. In fact, uh, the the article that I talked about earlier, which again it'll be it'll be up. He he said something. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just probably paraphrase what he said here. So he says in this article that it feels like Anthem was was over halfway done. In fact, he he may have said that it was almost seventy five percent done, and then they scrapped it and started again. Yeah, I believe that. I would totally believe that, that they got to a point in this game and something was fundamentally wrong, but they had already pushed it too hard, so they just yeah, they ran rebuilt with they, it. Yeah, rebuilt it as fast as they could and ran with it. Yeah, because he says it feels like an incomplete game. And I, that's where I think, for me, the big difference is, is Apex Legends feels like a complete game. Yeah. The, and it's the, free. And it's free. And the thing, so the thing that, that sticks with me the most with Anthem is that game felt like when all the announcements and like the reveal trailer and all the early push on it, that game felt like it was going to be a moderately space game. Like you would see a couple of planets, you were going to be doing, like I don't know if there, I didn't necessarily feel like there'd be space travel, but like, like that you would play through, but you would be traveling from planet to planet and sort of Mass Effect style experiencing different environments. And that whole game is in one like ten mile area on one planet. I'm wondering if maybe that's why Apex Legends is taken off. There were no expectations. It's possible. When you have no expectations of a game, it will exceed those expectations. You have no expectations. It's free. It's it's super competent. Like there's no even if you, there's only one map, everything works. Right, like you've got problems with the origin launcher, but that's the launcher. That's not the game. Everything work. It's competent. It was. It's. It's not buggy. It's not incomplete. It's not broken. The the shooting all works. The game loads in. I'm not waiting for games for a long time. The I haven't gotten matched into a, a game all by myself or anything like that. I, I haven't had any problems with the game itself, which is exceedingly rare these days. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you should all just uh, lower your expectations of this show, and we'll take off, just like Apex Legends. Does anybody have uh, expectations for this show? Man, I hope not, because it's, <laughs> man, lower them right now. Uh, join us next week when we'll be talking about games and things. I don't even know what we'll be talking about at this point, but it will be fun. Or not. I don't know. Lower those expectations, because it could be terrible. That's Joe. I'm Crowley. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bad Gamers Anonymous is not affiliated with any video game developer or publisher. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and not of Earglue Media. And are probably terrible. Executive producer for Bad Gamers Anonymous is James Dean. Get good, scrubs.